0: So speaking of walking meditation, I just wanted to uh, briefly touch on that. Um, As I said before, it can be very concentrating. It can build your momentum of mindfulness. Don't neglect it. Just pick out a line of travel for walking that between you and the end point, you think you can stay mindful. And then be mindful of each step as you're taking to that end point. And if you lose your mindfulness a lot, then maybe you need to shorten the distance. And you can do it just right, left, right, left, right, left. Or heel, toe, heel, toe, heel, toe. Or lift, move, place, lift, move, place, lift, move, place. And then as you begin and end your strip of land, you might want to just take a moment and look around at the beauty. And then begin your practice. And you get to the end. As you turn around, look at the wonder of nature. And then begin your practice. And when you get to the end, do the same. And if you'll do that during the walking period in the morning and between your sits in the afternoon, notice when you come back in here, If you've maintained your mindfulness through walking and everything else you've done, when you sit down, you'll be even more concentrated than you were when you got up from the last sit. So I want to review access concentration for the third and final time. But if you still have questions, leave a note or we can talk about it in the interviews. And then I want to go over Getting into the first jhana, which I touched on very briefly the first night, but I want to touch on it a little bit more this morning, and then I'll talk about it a third time in a couple nights, together with the other first four jhanas. All right, so first the review of access concentration. To have access concentration means you've got enough concentration now to access the jhanas. That's what it means to have access concentration. And in order to get to access concentration, you've know, you got to stay as much as you can on the object of your meditation, whether it's the breath, metta, or a body scan. We sometimes call that object of meditation your access method, it's the method you're using to get to access concentration, your breath, metta, or body scan. So stay present with that object. Stay present with your method, your access method. And when you're not present to it, because you've been distracted, label the distraction if you want to, which will help with disidentifying with your distractions And it will also help you notice the habitual tendencies of your mind. Do they go into planning or remembering your thoughts? Do they go into aversion or greed? Do you have too much energy? Are you restless? Or is it not enough? You're more into sloth and torpor. Or is it doubt? Self-doubt is the most dangerous according to Ayakama. just notice where your mind's going with your distractions. The first label is always right. And if you're not into labeling, that's just fine. All you got to do when you get, wake up from being in a distraction is relax the body and come back to your access method. Remember, it's a posture of relaxed diligence. So we want the body to be relaxed, but the mind to be diligent. It takes right effort, which we talked about last night. Not too much, but not too little. And if you keep getting the same distraction over and over again, you can try giving it a funny name to kind of diffuse it. If it's a really unpleasant situation... Uh, just notice its unpleasantness and then let it go and come back to your access method. If it's a really unpleasant situation and it persists, you can switch from your access method to a vipassana practice of investigation. What's behind this state of fear or Doubt. You can do a forgiveness practice if that's necessary for yourself or others. And I'm going to give you a specific forgiveness practice in a little bit later in the retreat that might help. But we can talk about that in your interview if you want to. Okay, so... Also, I want to reiterate, you know, try not to... Uh, it, if you're having these hindrances, you're not going to get in the jhanas. The jhanas, both access and the jhanas, are hindrance-free zones. You can't get into them with uh, if you've got a hindrance going on. In Lee's book on right concentration, he says, the likelihood of you experiencing a jhana is inversely proportional to the amount of desire you have for it. So on one hand, I'm saying, do this, do this, do this, and you'll get into access, which is probably really revving up your desire. (laughs) But on the other hand, I'm saying, just follow the instructions without thinking about the result. Actively desiring an experience of excess concentration or the jhanas is not being secluded from the hindrances. And that's what the suttas say. You need to be secluded from sense, desire, and unwholesome states of mind. Greed and aversion and the other hindrances. So just follow the instructions and let go. Um... The hindrances which I'll talk more about tonight are sense, desire, ill will, uh, sloth and torpor, restlessness and remorse and doubt. But they could also be listed as the wanting mind for sense, desire, the not wanting mind for ill will, too little energy for sloth and torpor, too much energy for restlessness and remorse and doubt. Overcoming these hindrances is, is what's necessary to get into access. And to get there, just keep coming back to your access method until you get a lock. And then do nothing. 15 minutes so you're kind of a human doing before you get into access of coming back to your access method over and over and over but once you get into access you're more of a human being versus a human doing all you need to do in access is just, at this point now, is to just be with the breath. Now, while you're in the human doing phase of trying to get into access, it's not going to help you if you try to force your mind to stay on the object. Your mind's going to get too tight for relaxed diligence, which is necessary for getting into access. So just stay with the access method until you get distracted, and then you'll wake up from the distraction. If, if that's your intent, to wake up from the distraction, and don't forget to set the intent in the five things to do at the beginning of a sit, Recognize you've been distracted and come back. Okay. You know you're in access when you're fully present with the object of your meditation. The mind doesn't want to get distracted anymore. This could take 30 minutes or an hour or an hour and a half. of continuous sitting so if your access method is the breath you're very present to the breath each inhale and each exhale in fact you might experience the breath as becoming now beautiful very interesting you might sort of fall in love with the breath. You might even not want to leave it to get into the jhanas. It's that interesting in excess. But stay there for 10 or 15 minutes with the breath. And if you, after about 10 or 15 minutes, you've just been with it, been with it, been with it, There might be wispy thoughts in the background, but they're not pulling you into a distraction at all. If you find yourself not wanting to leave the breath after 10 or 15 minutes, because it's just been so nice, because there's no hindrances here, it's probably time to let go of the breath and shift into the jhanas. And so the shift it's going to take a little more human doing now. We've been kind of human being in the access concentration. To do the shift from access to the first jhana, we're going to, it's going to take a little more effort. And so for me, I know I've been in access long enough when I really don't want to leave. But I need to renunciate the breath. Okay, the breath in access May become shallow or and appear to be, uh, have, to have been di- to disappear. You wouldn't be sitting upright if you weren't breathing. Just remember that. Try not to take a big gulp of air. Because it will dissipate your concentration. See if you can just stay with the shallow breathing. You don't need a lot of oxygen now. You're very still in access. Your mind is not expending much energy, and neither is your body. Instead of taking that big gulp of air, if, especially if you've been in access for 10, or, 10 minutes or so, shift into the first jhana. Okay, and if you're doing metta as your access method, you know you're in access when you can be fully present with the feeling of metta and not getting distracted. It's just like the breath in that way. And with the body-sweeping practice, you'll know you're in access when you can fully be with the sensations of the body as you sweep your attention over it. It's more of a fan sweeping when you do this as an access method. But with both metta and body sweeping, don't try to go to uh, to access too soon. Do both of those for at least 30 minutes. ...before you switch to access. All right, now, let me talk for a minute about colors and lights. When you start to become concentrated, you might notice various lights. You know, you got your eyes closed, but you might notice various lights or colors... These are just signs that you're starting to get concentrated. Um, There's nothing you can do with these lights or colors, so just ignore them. They're just kind of signposts along the way. When you begin to get quite concentrated, the random lights and colors might be replaced by a diffused white light. And that's a sign of really good concentration. Again, it's just a sign. There's nothing you can do with it, and just notice it. And but stay. You can notice it, but stay with your access method. Not everybody gets the lights and colors, or the diffused white light. So if that's not happening for you, it doesn't mean you're not getting concentrated. I just wanted to mention that for the folks for whom it does happen. Just really ignore it. Okay, so that's access concentration. Stay there for 10 or 15 minutes. Okay, so as you get concentrated in access... The odds are quite strong that there's going to be some place in your physical body where you're experiencing a pleasant sensation. So after you've been in access for 10 or 15 minutes, take a moment to see if you can identify one. It's just one place in your body somewhere that there's a pleasant sensation going on. After you've been in access long enough, 10 or 15 minutes, just check it out. It might make itself known to you right away. I spoke of the hands. The hands are the most common place where uh, meditators notice the pleasant sensation. Um, They might feel twice their size, but there's something warm and tingly going on in the hands. They feel it might feel a little heavy, a little warm, but it's a, but it's a pleasant sensation. It's not like off the chart's pleasant, but it's definitely pleasant. Okay, and then I mentioned the smile. Uh, this works really well for 25% of the people. It's not the most common. The hands are the most common. But the smile also works, and when it works, it works really well. Um, so if you can maintain a smile while you meditate, um, even if it's just like the Buddhist smile, very slight, once you reach access concentration, if the breath is your method, you only have to go one inch uh, from the breath to the smile to find your pleasant sensation. There, Another area where your pleasant sensation might be is in the heart area. And this is especially true if metta is your access method. Some people report the third eye area. That's where their pleasant sensation is. Others report the top of the head. But it can even be a shoulder or a knee. It doesn't matter. Just after you've been in access for 10 or 15 minutes, check out and see if there's a pleasant sensation that wants to make itself known to you. When you find it, drop your attention away from your access method and focus exclusively on the pleasant sensation. Now, here comes the hard part. Do nothing else. Just stay with the pleasant sensation. At first, what's likely to happen is that your mind might wander away from the pleasant sensation or the pleasant sensation itself goes away. If your mind wanders... As soon as you know this, notice, we just return it immediately to the pleasant sensation. But if it your mind wanders repeatedly, it might be a sign that you weren't in access long enough. You need to go back to access and get your mind more concentrated. Because after all, I'm saying you know ten or fifteen minutes to stay in access, but you're not going to be looking at your watch to time, how long you're in access. And in fact, time gets kind of distorted too, in, as you concentrate the mind. So I you know you're going to kind of wing it as far as how long you've been in before you start looking for the pleasant sensation. So if you switch to the pleasant sensation and your mind keeps wandering away from it, it just means you weren't in access long enough. You know So go back and stay there for another five or ten minutes, and then look for the pleasant sensation again. If it's the pleasant sensation itself that keeps going away, you really don't have any choice but to return to the access method. If it's your mind that's going off the pleasant sensation, you might just try to bring it back a few times before you give up and say, I need to go back to access. But if it's the pleasant sensation itself uh, that um, goes away, there's not much you can do with that but go back to access right away. All right, now, as you shift from your access, uh, from access uh, concentration to to the pleasant sensation, it's really important to drop your access method. Whatever your object is in, ac- in access concentration, it's really important to drop it. It's like, you know, you've got a key to unlock the front door of your house. You... Uh, The key is your access method. You You stick the key in the door, you unlock the door, you go in the house. You don't walk around the house carrying your key with you in all the rooms. You put the key down immediately once you get inside. Well, that's what you need to do with access. Immediately put it down and stay with the pleasant sensation. Just enjoy it. if you can just stay with the pleasant sensation, it will begin to grow in intensity. And it will become stronger. This won't necessarily happen happen in a linear way. In fact, at first, kind of nothing happens. It's just kind of pleasant, and you're noticing it. But then the pleasant sensation will grow a little bit, and it'll grow a little more as you keep your attention on it, exclusively, and it'll grow a little more. What you're doing is setting up a feedback loop, a positive feedback loop. An example of a positive feedback loop is that awful noise that can come out of a speaker um, if you hold the microphone too close to it. What's happening is that the ambient noise in the room goes into the microphone which gets amplified by the amplifier and comes out of the speaker even louder. And that noise then enters the microphone and then gets amplified even more and comes out of the speaker even louder still, which goes back into the microphone, and and that's what creates that awful noise. So you're doing the exactly the same thing when you're putting all of your attention on the pleasant sensation, and this is good. I'm getting ready to... <laughs> but it's a good example of a positive feedback loop. That's the only reason I was giving you that example. Good question. But, but rather than getting the awful noise with staying on the pleasant sensation, uh, you're generating a positive feedback loop of pleasure. And it feels nice, which adds a bit more pleasure to your experience, which feels even nicer. And so you're just creating this positive feedback loop. And it goes on and on until instead of getting a horrible noise, you get an explosion of pleasure that takes you into the first jhana. When this happens, you'll be in an altered state of consciousness and you don't need to do anything but let go into it. In this altered state, you'll be overcome with rapture or euphoria, ecstasy, delight. These are all English words that we use to translate the Pali word PT, P I T I. PT is primarily a physical sensation that sweeps you powerfully into an altered state. It's not solely physical, there's a mental exhilaration uh, as part of it, too. And you'll also experience a sensation of joy and happiness in addition to the euphoria. The joy and happiness is more in the background and the euphoria is in the foreground. But the joy and happiness is the translation for the Pali word sukha, S-U-K-H-A. So pt is in the foreground and sukha is in the background. And if you can remain undistractedly focused on this experience of PT and Sukha that's the first jhana PT is energetic Sometimes there's a a heat element to it Sometimes it's so energetic it can get a little grating If your first jhana is mild, stay there for 5 to 10 minutes. But if it's too much, don't stay long. You don't need to stay in the first jhana for more than 30 seconds if it's not enjoyable to you. But for most people, it's very enjoyable. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.